Welcome to What Christians Should Know, hosted by Dr. Elijah Sadoffel. This podcast equips you with clarity and meaningful answers about God, the Bible, and your Christian life. Now, here's Dr. Sadoffel. Modern sensibilities tend to reject hell as a place too cruel, too harsh, and too mean to accept. However, what I will explain in this episode is why hell is totally and completely fair. Before I get into the specific argument, allow me to set things up. First, the Bible makes clear that the elect who have faith in Christ will ultimately go to heaven. It is also very clear that the non-elect who do not have faith in Christ will go to hell. The Bible also teaches us that saving faith has an intimate connection with saving repentance. The two are figuratively married, so genuine faith always comes with a genuine repentance. This is fitting, since all of God's children place no trust in the lies of sin, so by repenting, they turn away from sin and turn to the only trustworthy object of faith, Jesus Christ. Second, what characterizes those who go to heaven are those who are repentant. In Matthew 4-7, Jesus says, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. In Luke 13-3, Jesus says, Unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. In Mark 1.15, he says, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. Third, what characterizes those who go to hell are those who are unrepentant. In 1 Corinthians 6.9, Paul asks, Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Revelation 21.8 speaks of those who delight in sin and who end up in hell. The text says, But as for the cowardly, the faithless, the detestable, as for murderers, the sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars, their portion will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. Note that being repentant does not mean sinless. It simply means that you are a changed being. You detest sin, you recognize your own sinfulness, and petition God for forgiveness. God mercifully and faithfully promises to forgive those who are repentant. 1 John 1.9 says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The if in this verse denotes a condition. If we confess, then God will forgive. God is under no obligation to forgive anyone, nor is anyone owed forgiveness. But, by God's grace, the repentant do confess and are forgiven. The unrepentant do not confess and are not forgiven. This is why they go to hell and they endure the penalty for their own unpardoned sins. But here is the crucial thing to understand about the unrepentant. They are unrepentant here on earth, and they continue in their unrepentance forever. That's right, those who are in hell never repent and therefore reject God endlessly. So why is hell fair? Hell is fair because everyone who arrives there rejected God and chose sin over the Lord. Hell is also fair because everyone who's there continues in sin and continues to reject God eternally. How do I know these facts? The Bible tells me so. In Luke 16, verse 16 to 31, we have a very unique text. There we are told about two men, the rich man and Lazarus. The rich man led a very comfortable life on earth, but died and went to hell. Lazarus lived a miserable life on earth, but went to heaven. Then, after they are both dead, Luke 16.23 tells us that the rich man looks up to heaven and sees Lazarus in Father Abraham's bosom. 
the rich man cries out. Do you know what the rich man says? He does not repent. He does not confess that he was wrong. He does not admit that he is a sinner. He does not ask for forgiveness. He does not recognize that God is deserving of all glory. He does not even ask to leave hell. What the rich man does do is ask for a glass of water to make his situation more comfortable. In verse 24 he says, Father Abraham, have mercy upon me, and send Lazarus, so that he may dip the tip of his finger in water, and cool off my tongue, for I am in agony in this flame. Abraham then tells the rich man that his request cannot be fulfilled. Yet, the rich man's self-serving disposition goes further. In verse 27 to 28 he says, I beg you, Father, that you send Lazarus to my father's house, for I have five brothers, in order that he may warn them, so that they will not also come to this place of torment. Abraham then responds by saying, The rich man's brothers already have all they need, and all they need is Moses and the prophets. In the rich man's second petition, we have a repeat of the same principle. He is still trying to do things his way on his terms. He never demonstrates any semblance of repentance, despite the fact that he was in hell. Even in Sheol, his object of worship was himself. To show mercy on someone like this would not only violate God's holiness, but also his justice. It would also pollute God's mercy, because in order for God's mercy to actually mean something, his justice must also mean something. His justice does not tolerate one atom of sin, and all sin is an abominable offense to the Holy One. Romans 6.23 says that all sin deserves death. Hell is thus the place where many receive the fair justice of God. Hell is fair because everyone who goes there gets exactly what they want, an existence without God. Hell is fair because even hell can't reform an unrepentant sinner. Hell is fair because the holiness of God regards hell as just. On the other hand, heaven is unfair because everyone who resides there realizes they don't deserve to be there, but God still made a way through His Son, Jesus. Thank you for listening. For more valuable resources, including a bookstore and online Bible study, visit wcsk.org.